In between episode six, things I figured out in 2015 while hosting the Relentless Health Value podcast. This is our last episode of the year wrap up. American healthcare entrepreneurs and executives you want to know. Talking. Relentlessly seeking value. I learned a lot hosting the Relentless Health Value podcast this year. I think I kind of came into this with certain assumptions, which are becoming even more well evidenced. So I came up with four learnings as I contemplate the last episode of the year. The first one is it's increasingly evident that there is a big difference between know what versus know how. And this is what I mean by that. Take bike riding, for example. You can think about a bicycle. Do you know what a bicycle is? It's got handlebars. It's got brakes. It's got a seat. It's got a carbon fiber frame. There's a big difference between knowing what a bike is and how it's made and how to ride it. I mean, I could know everything there is about bikes and still not be able to ride one. And I think that that chasm, if you will, is becoming increasingly clear in the healthcare space. We're becoming experts in what, but still very much struggling with the know-how part of the equation. There, in fact, is becoming probably more consensus in the know-what area. And when I say more, keep in mind that everything's relative, (laughs) but the know-how is very much the Wild West. It's complete anarchy. Here's one example. I could probably ask many people, what does population health management mean? And I could get fairly decent know what definition. But as soon as I ask anything relative to know how and population health management, if you ask five people, you'll get probably 20 answers. (laughs) The second thing that I really noticed or took note of in 2015 is the relevance of Jeffrey Moore's Crossing the Chasm, which if you haven't heard of it, it's probably one of the granddaddies of books about startups. It was written in the 90s, I think. And Jeffrey Moore, he expands on that innovation curve, which I'm sure everyone has seen. It was actually created by a guy named Everett Rogers. And it's that bell curve that shows, you know, at the very beginning of the bell curve, there's the, you know, the, the vanguard, the early adopters who are visionaries and, and are always looking to try the, you know, the beta testers. And then you've got the early majority Then you hit the top of the bell curve. Then you've got the late majority, you know, the people who are the last to try anything new. And then at the very, very back of the bell curve, you've got the laggards, the ones still dressing like Madonna circa 1980, (laughs) you know, the last ones to adopt any given trend. And I bring this up because what I'm seeing as I interview people, is that this whole idea of crossing the chasm, you know, we kind of think about it like, are we a visionary or are we not? 
Like it's this sort of black and white kind of thing. And what I'm starting to realize is that any given person is on a hundred of these adopter, you know, these these innovation bell curves. There are a million different ways to slice healthcare and a million different ways to transform it. And anyone that you talk to is in various places on any one of those various dimensions. So in other words, I could be incredibly visionary as I think about, I don't know, payment reform, or as I think about, is there an app for that, or how I'm treating multi-morbid, or finding high acuity, or there are so many dimensions by which we can consider things. And I could be a laggard easily in other areas. And that makes it very difficult. That makes collaboration even harder because you could be two people from two what could be easily be classified as forward thinking or innovative organizations, but you're innovative in different ways. You actually, although you'd think to yourself that you have a lot of common ground, maybe you don't. Because maybe my organization is incredibly forward-thinking relative to patient engagement, and I have an incredible patient portal, and everything I do is very, very patient-centric. And maybe I'm terrible at how do I manage populations or thinking about how do I find proactively patients who are looking to be engaged. I'm probably not explaining this as clearly as I could if I thought about it a little bit harder. <laughs> but <laughs> now it's also our busy time of year. So forgive me for that. But I think the point has proven itself repeatedly. This whole idea that there is not just one chasm to be crossed, but multiple. And this idea that there is definitely a broad chasm between those who are visionary in the space and those who are just trying to get things done. And the more time that goes by, the more evident that chasm is. I need to go back and read Crossing the Chasm again. Probably a corollary to number two, the, the Crossing the Chasm business, is this quote by William Gibson, which is making the rounds on the interwebs these days. The future is here. It's just unevenly distributed. And I see that a lot. I, I would have to say between interviewing people on the podcast, and my guests do tend to be visionaries, and contrast that versus my day job and what actually happens where the rubber meets the road. For example, I was in a meeting the other day where someone actually said, as I was sitting next to her, something about, oh, well, I'll be glad when this meeting is over and I can stop thinking about this B2B crap. <laughs> she actually said that. And what she means by B2B crap, that's healthcare advertising agency parlance for working in the managed market space, you know, working at the organizational customer level. In other words, how does a, you know, one healthcare organization partner or collaborate with another healthcare organization? And, you know, this person was very much in the consumer space. How does one healthcare organization market to consumers and, you know, the, the television ads and the 
you know, magazine advertisement or web advertisement. I mean, that was her specialty. You know, as we think about distributing the future, maybe right now I am exposing a similar level of myopia, but I think the future of healthcare is collaboration between healthcare organizations. <laughs> so calling that whole idea crap, hmm. But I also see there are certain people who have a marketing strategy, which is back to basics. Back to basics operationally, you know, marketing campaigns that are driven by reach and frequency and sales reps selling the brand, you know, and then you contrast that to other people who are actively pursuing some very sophisticated ways to reach high acuity patients or just think about the transformation of healthcare in all different ways, you know, understanding actually that clinical care is but one of many factors that contribute to patient outcomes and, and really having a deep understanding of what the factors are that lead to outcomes. There's just this wild distribution across the industry of people who are way further ahead on various, you know, going back to my last point, on various continuums and other people who have such a vested interest, it would seem, in maintaining the status quo and are so petrified of the transformation and change that are, you know, digging in their heels and doing everything they can to disparage the work of others, i.e. this B2B crap, it only widens the space between various futures. And the last thing that really became clear to me at hosting this podcast and talking to the amazing guests that I had the opportunity to speak with this year is this idea that we have to permit ourselves to find value. You know, I think the one thing that fee-for-service or billing by the hour does is we have begun to evolve into very short-term thinkers. What we teach ourselves when we get paid fee-for-service or when we bill by the hour, if you're in the, the agency business, which I am, you lose track of really what's important. You start thinking that making 50 bucks an hour or whatever, if you don't make, you know, spend your time functionally sitting there with your timesheet, filling out boxes, that you're not being productive. And maybe you are if you're in a functional position. But if you're thinking about things as a manager or as an owner, what you should be thinking about is not how can I make 50 bucks between you know this afternoon. What you should be thinking about is creating value. What is the value prop of what you're doing? Because that's worth 500 bucks an hour. It's worth 1,000 bucks an hour to, to be able to sit down and create a business model which is going to create more value or be able to use the resources that you have, which are certainly not unlimited, in the most effective way. It's to be able to transform your business in a way that is in sync with what the market demands. That's what is very valuable and what will be even more so moving forward as the rate of change, you know, the clock speed of change accelerates, which it already is. 
there's a big difference between being busy and being productive, especially at the management level. And that really needs to happen across our industry in order for healthcare to really transform. Because if we're all too busy mopping up the floor to turn off the faucet, then we're only able to make changes on the margins because we simply don't have the time or the wherewithal to really build from the ground up. And it's only in building from the ground up that we're really going to be able to get ahead of this thing and make the kind of difference which is necessary to be made at this point in time. So let's do this thing. Thank you very, very much, everyone listening. I can't thank you enough for all the comments that you've left and retweets and the interactions that we have had over the past year. It has been incredibly rewarding. And I thank each and every one of you for the opportunity to be here today speaking with you. All my very, very best to you and yours this holiday season and into the new year. We'll talk in 2016.